I'm over here now. I was over there. Now I'm over here. Sure. I'll bring all my shoes and my, my glasses with me. So I have them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with the OGs on the block to see the terror Eating pasta, primavera, feeding caca, be together People never know the wild shit we might say Grew up on Eddie Murphy, Jerky Boys, and Dice Play. I've been waking up nights, screaming Brooklyn Blast podcast Mama took my porn mags, jerkins, and a soft rags Easy when we talk about Mr. Ferrari Cause we go way back when we used to play Atari Sparked weed, taking shots like the Fratelli's RV Doing donuts in the parking lot at Arby's Car keys, now you can't leave, lock the door Oh, please, Jimmy's on a mission. Time to start the intervention. Let's go. Episode 187 of the Brooklyn Blast Artist Podcast. With my guest, the elusive, because I've been trying to uh, do this with you for a while. But as we were bullshitting before I saw I press record, you know, I would only do it, you know, face to face. So, but here we are, really face to face, but like virtual fucking nonsense. Bob Bob Riley. Um, I'm going to say upstate legend. Oh boy. Um, the, the mayor of Troy and Albany, (laughs) um, stigmata murderers row fucking ridiculous record collector. How you doing my man? I'm good. I'm all hanging in there. You know, it's like we're, we're all trying to do, you know, stay safe. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay, stay sane. Yeah, without going stir crazy. Uh, yeah, are you, where are you? are you in Troy? Or are you in Albany right now? Troy, Troy. How far away are them from each other driving? Uh, depending on traffic, fifteen minutes. Oh, that's it. Oh, you're like next door neighbors. Yeah, for real. Just oh. right over. Okay, yeah. I thought for some reason because I'm I'm from Brooklyn, so I'm not very familiar with upstate. Not not that far upstate, so I thought maybe it would be like an hour and a half or some shit. You know, as you know, being a New Yorker, most people around the world, especially not from here, when they think New York, they think New York City, but New York State's huge. Oh, it's, yeah. We're out, you go, you know, there's mountains and, I mean, lakes, there's countless lakes up here. Oh, yeah, dude. There's, I mean, my my parents have a summer house upstate, not that far from here, like two hours drive. Right, just out of the city, even. I mean, there's farmlands, and you know, you're driving around, you could look like you're you're driving around in like North Carolina. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's beautiful people. People that that aren't smartened up, they just don't know any better. No, they, just, they have no clue. That's all. Yeah. Hey, listen, I can't fault them. <laughs> well, you know, New York City. You know, that's the that's the city of the world. You know. Yeah, so. it is, and, and you and you know just as well as everybody that that there's always that um. That thing where, where, I mean, to me, it, it, it's kind of true. But if you're not like from the five boroughs, it's like you're not from New York. Are you kidding me? I, you know, <laughs> and all my friends say break my balls. Like, you guys are hillbillies up there. You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, Troy is not even as big as Albany, and they'll like in Albany. There's like you know. Was like one tall building. I mean, it's not even skyscraper. And they're like, you call this a city, you know? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What is it like, twenty stories or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the ball breaking. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I work, <laughs> I work in a twenty-story building in the middle of Manhattan, and it's yeah. like it's like a baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get it. yeah, totally. Uh huh. So now I know that. I mean, you've been in bands and obviously involved in music basically your whole life, no? 
Yeah, um, since I was 12. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, what, uh, in band since you were 12? Yeah, yeah. We started our first, we fart, start, sorry, man, I just getting woke up from my nap. Dude, don't worry about it. I fucking stumble over my words all day long. It's fine. Yeah, we started our first band in uh, 85, 86, and uh, our first show was in 86. You know, the same couple kids that morphed into, you know, Stigmata eventually, but we did our, it was called Displaced Aggression at first. We did our first show in 86, opening up for Blast, mm. COE, and DRI. So it was oh, definitely fire, man. That was, <laughs> that was your first show? Straight out the box, man, that, that we played. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. And you know, we got pictures. I, I even have it on video, man. Like we we covered a Crow Mag song and we covered uh World Peace and we covered uh Temptation song. So it goes to show where our heads were at. Yeah, yeah, we're, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the video was I mean, what a fucking show to play your first show. Yeah, those yeah. Bands. It, was, it was uh it was something, man. We were I, you could tell I, I we were terrified, like you know, like we, you know, not really moving around. We're just like, you know, deer and head, like kind of, you know. Like, Dude, you're fucking 12 years old. Yeah, you yeah. Throw your ass from a hole in the ground. Of course you're there. Uh, no, it was, but we had been going to shows, you know. So, I mean, we, it was, but once you do that, and you, I mean, being on stage that young and once you do it, man, it, it's, it is like a drug. Like, I'm sure. It was like the highest of highs. And like, because of that, it was a show like that. It was packed, you know. Yeah. And it was back when really hardcore, it wasn't. Oh, my all, time. I mean, what year are we talking? It was 86. Okay. 86. So it was, it was 11. Okay. It was just, you know, it, but it was still like everybody had their own personalities, man. It was, you know, Mohawks and skinheads and everybody didn't wear, you know, like hip hop gear and look alike. Not that that's real bad, but I'm just saying it was like, it, it was just everybody, it was diverse and that's what was really cool. Yeah, I'm sure you had your whole, all your all your metal heads with your fucking leather. Oh, no, we were we were the little metalhead kids. Like we were the metalhead kids trying to be hardcore. You know, of what I mean? course, yeah. So, us and our SOD, well, me, me and my SOD shirt, and you know, yeah. and you know, Alcus, you know, who are these kids? But the crowd, the, I mean, the videotape, you know. I'm not pretending to remember, but because that I have it on video and able to revisit it, like people, you know, they, not that they're going crazy first, but they, you know, they were, they were clapping at least. Yeah, at least. they're not standing in the back of the room with their arms crossed, like we need you to impress them. And then when we did the Chromag song, the whole, you know, people were dancing. So we were just like, yeah, wow. Yeah, we can. Yeah, that's, that's the reaction you want. Of course, that must have been an amazing feeling at 12, man. That's great. Uh, so you know yeah so did you grow up in like like a musical house like did your parents or anything like my mom well my mom was always listening to music i mean not my dad's a sports guy but he's not he's not one of those people where he's anti-music you know he he would you know put the radio on the in on in the car and you know pretend to know he's this stuff dad stop singing you know you you don't even know the words but laughing but always the radio on but my mom always had her records and that that, were, that was the first records I got was her Beatle records out of my grandmother's attic, you know? Um, like, and of course the, you still have them because you never got rid of, of them. Of course I do. Yeah. I mean, I, they're in my attic now, but I'm I mean, first, it was the first couple, you know, the rock and roll, like it wasn't like the trippy tripped out stuff. It was like, yeah. 
my moms and my aunts, like, you know, the first like four, you know, meet the Beatles and love me do. And, you know, most of that come to find out later were, you know, were just covers anyway, Chuck Berry. Yeah, of course. Little Rich. You know, I fucking I'll, I'll say it. I love the fucking Beatles, dude. No, I do too. Absolutely, yeah. and love the Stones. I'm not one of those people. I mean, I, I, yeah. I love. Yeah, it's like yeah, I, and that never made sense to me. It's like you can either no. like the Stones or the Beatles. Why can't you like That's, both but not like both? Like because the Beatles helped the Stones out. I mean, when uh, when you know they were looking for, they had a hit, and then they were looking for the second hit. Uh, John and Paul. It's no fact that. They went and they gave him here. Here's your next tune, and it was a hit for the Stones. What what song was that? I you'd have to look it up, but it's definitely okay. it's true. It's back. Okay, yeah. and you know they, they were helping each other. It wasn't and more so John and Paul because the Beatles were such a they just blew up so big. It was such a phenomenon, but it was yeah. a phenomenon because you know God, I watched, I read so many books and watched um, so many documentaries, and, and and I agree. You know, it was right after. Kennedy got assassinated and even uh, Martin Luther King and even, even his brother, but it was probably yeah, like the world was kind of chaotic, kind of like it is now. I'm not saying as bad as it is now, but right. definitely the youth were looking for something and man, right place, right time. Sure. <laughs> it's with some crazy youthful rock and roll. They just, Hey man. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Then you get into like, and then you wind up going into the into the hippie shit, and it's fucking that's yeah. Cool. You know what, man? It just like it, bands, you know, it, they had to evolve. You know, yeah. Getting older, and I mean, they were already a band for like almost seven, eight years before they got signed. Yeah, they weren't the band that came along was like an overnight sensation, man. Yeah. You know. They, I'm not telling you nothing. A lot of people, you know, a lot of the, a lot of my younger friends are just like, oh, the Beatles, they were, you know, manufactured. No, that's bullshit, man. Yeah. The only thing manufactured was their haircuts and suits because I've had to actually go on my phone and look up shit. You know, look, there, that's the Beatles, you know, and their hair is all greased and yeah. black leather jackets, man. I go, that was the record company that, yeah. you know, haircuts and wear the suits and all that crap. But yeah. yeah Elks did come into play, and I'll tell you what—I'm not a hater of that stuff either. You know, I just got to be to listen to that stuff. You know, yeah, man. Listen, I have very eclectic taste in music, like crazy. Yeah, I, I grew up. You know, I'm 45. What? How old are you? 46. I'm, I'm 48. Oh, you're 48. All right, so we're same, same age, basically. Yeah, yeah, same. Same shit. So I grew up the same way. Like my 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 bio, my my real father, he had nowhere near as a big collection as you, but I remember he had like the corner hutch and it was loaded with fucking vinyl. And I grew yeah. up listening to all that old, that Stones, Beatles, Floyd, Zeppelin, all that classic, even like, they'd be like Neil Diamond playing and shit. And I'm not mad at that, man. Well, it's funny you say that because I mean, every, every weekend before my mom went back to, back to work after she had my sister, I mean, if she's vacuuming, she had the BGs on. The old yeah, BGs are hard, Harry, bro. <laughs> Harry Manilow, you know Kenny Rogers, you know, and then I'd go to my my grandparents had a camp. Speaking of like you said, you had a camp had a camp in Lake George, which is an hour north further than from me, but I would be and I would be listening to Engelbert Humperdinck because of that, you know, Engelbert Humperdinck and uh, Hank Williams and. Uh, what was the other guy, the uh, the yodeler? Uh, yodeler. <laughs> yeah, he. They used his voice in uh, 
they use his voice in Mars Attacks to kill the aliens. Uh, oh, what's a slim whip? Slim Whitman. <laughs> oh my God! I have I haven't my, seen Mars Attack uh, Mars yeah. in the longest time. Well, that's hit the yodel, and that's his. That's one of his songs that they use to kill the the Martians' heads explode. Yeah, my grandmother <laughs> listened. To that. Yo, when I was first watching the movie, I was like, Yo, I had Slim Whitman. My friends like, You're nuts, man. Have you noticed? I was like. <laughs> Oh shit! So now, I, I don't care. I don't care if we bounce around a little bit, but you had mentioned I, I, I recently I watched them when they first aired. Obviously, the the, the uh, oh, right. addict yeah, the, yeah, with that Drew Stone did four four yeah. parts, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure how many parts he he made one, and it was just supposed to be this for but people were like, "Yo, so much." <laughs> yeah, they chopped it up. It's fucking, it's great, man. So I rewatched them again today just to get like a refresher. And I was kicking myself in the ass because there's so many things that you showed that me, I had, and I sold them. And I hate that I did that. Yeah, a lot of people say that, but. I just, I, I could never bring, even how many times I move. I mean, where I live right now, and this is this is my bedroom. Okay. Where I live, now I've been here 24, 23 years, because my daughter just turned 23 yesterday. Okay. And, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Molly. We uh, we moved in downstairs first. That, that's a funny story in and of itself. Uh, cold as life, we're in town. Oh, and, that's a good one. They were... They were in, yeah, they were in town and uh they were they had uh, recorded uh Born the Land Hard, but they weren't happy with the um production. So they came to a studio in Albany and me me and my wife Molly just she was six months old, so I had an apartment down in South Troy, pretty good size one, but there was rats like in the walls and stuff. So I had to get I had to get my family out of there. So I rented where I live now. And I had I had it paid up like two week, two three weeks, maybe even almost a month. Now, you'd have to ask them. I don't remember, but I was like, dude, they really needed a place to stay badly and couldn't really afford. I just handed my keys and said, "Guys, this is paid up here. Like, stay here." So then they helped they helped me move into my uh, my apartment I have now downstairs. And uh, yeah, uh, it was the band plus you know like. My buddy Dougie, you know, he wrote it for them and a couple other kids, but yeah, Dougie Toms, Dougie Toms, yep, he yeah, was he, there for that. And, but it was, uh, I can't imagine my neighbors, you know, like <laughs> or like it was like two two thirty in the morning. We pull up in this like U-Haul truck, and each of us is, you know, it's like 15, 16 of us, you know, a couple of my friends, and each, you know, it, so we really didn't take long carry shit to carry the stuff in, but. Imagine like looking out, like see these big dudes with tattoos all over their faces. Yeah, and man. Neighbors had to be like, what? "Oh no!" <laughs> like, what the like, fuck, fuck is happening right now? Oh, God, man. <laughs> my buddy Jeff just just got out, man. He's what's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? What's up, Jeff? I just listen. You got to go back because well, all right, we're on podcast time right now. But I'm going to say at this point, um, three episodes ago, I just did a podcast with Jeff. I saw that, man. I, you know what? Thanks for reminding me. I really want to watch that because I really yeah. haven't 
I really haven't had, you know, I'm online just texting, saying hi, but we haven't really, you know, had a chance to to talk and say hi. Yeah. Yeah. All I'll say is that he's, he's in a good place. It's awesome. And that's all I wanted to hear. It was. Yeah. I love Jeff. I don't, I can't say I know him personally. I never, I never met him like in person, like, you know, but he wound up getting on Facebook and I guess he saw that I was active with doing the podcast and whatever. And he sent me a friend request at first. I didn't think it was the real guy. I'm like, "Mm," you know, and then I was, I accepted it. And then I hit him up and he's like, sure, man. And I was like, all right, needed a little bit of time. You know, he was just, he had just got out. Yeah. No, bro. I knew it was him and I knew, you know, cause I knew. Yeah. So we needed like a little bit of time, like to, adjust a little bit and i was like dude oh, take your fucking time sure. Dude. i'm and, sure then and, coming on during this I mean, oh. right and then coming on and talking about stuff you know so but it was great man it's, it's yeah oh, uh, jeff and um i believe I mean, those guys from that lineup aren't even around man johnny hates dead you know yeah man fucking this a lot is oh, a lot is yeah too much so yeah, it's 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 almost an unbelievable story. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so but, so your neighbors but, must have been delighted. Well, when they were in town, man, you know, it, I was just you know, I knew them, but you know, actually, you know, then living in Troy, like we got to know each other really well. You know, I I we were on oh, sorry. It's all right. This is guerrilla podcasting. Yeah, it's my, you know, it's my my phone, so. All right, uh, just to press whatever you got to do, just don't press stop, that's all. No, 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 no. Just, <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I I was on Stigmata Tour with Blood for Blood in 95, 96, so I'd been out to Detroit and already, that's how I knew them. Yeah. So, but coming here and staying in Troy and, you know, hanging out every day, it's, you know, you really get to know each other, so. I was like, you know, they were like, Troy is the home of Uncle Sam. He's buried up the hill, the cemetery up the hill, and they wanted to go visit his grave. So I think we had moved everything in. We moved in, and we're done. That's and, uh, true. But so, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Google it, man. And like, is any entry point in Troy, it's his home. Uncle Sam has the top hat. And, really? Yep, yeah, yeah, uh, buried up. And they got a buried up the hill in Oakwood Cemetery and they got the flagpole and, and a couple uh couple different stone things for him but they want to go visit his grave so you know like I said it's you know we're drinking and doing other things yeah. but so I says yo I mean we'll, we'll walk up there I know how to get there so we walked up it's a good hike up you know instead of driving but you know it's closed at night but you, if you hike up you know you can get in the cemetery it's a huge huge cemetery it's awesome but uh, <clears throat> I brought him up to the grave, and I'm thinking, you know, a bunch of hardcore punks, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking, they, not not to, just to be totally disrespectful, but taking, you know, with laughing and not making some of it. But, you know, and I knew, you know, their background, they come from being patriarch skinheads, and they do, they all had their hats off. I mean, a couple of them were even tearing up, and, and, and we're all tipping their 40s to the grave, you know, for Uncle Sam and yeah. cheers. But I, I, that made me love those guys even more. Yeah, I, man, fuck very patriotic. So yeah. I just he loved those guys even more. So yeah, yeah. It, it was cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> the, you know, 
in, in the in the in the moonlight, we're tipping forties for Uncle Sam. For Uncle know? Sam, that's fucking great, man. <laughs> Not many people can tell that story. That's awesome. Oh, me and called his life. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's great. He fits right in with that, though, man. Me yeah. And- <laughs> Fuck that! I don't even know what the fuck I was going to talk about, but um. Sorry, man. Just nah, nah, dude. What are you kidding me? Out so I don't forget. No. Nah, this is this is fine. This is great. Um. So now, yeah, I was I rewatched the Riley's Attic, and yeah, there was like several things, like the 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 four different covers of the AF seven inches, like those. I had all those. The Bad Brains I and I Survive EP. I had that. This, I had several first print sick of it all revelation seven inches. I had the first press rat cage victim and pain gatefold. All got the the green live at CBGB's fucking shit terrorist seven. Had that. I'm like you. I'm I'm like every the ball of destruction. I had all that shit. Not the misfit stuff, but all the other stuff. I pretty much had. I'm like. I'm so mad. I was like, it's like the next thing you showed. I'm like, I had it. This one, I had it. I, I was kicking myself, man. But one thing I didn't have, and I learned from that, from one of the episodes of it, which I thought was hysterical, was this the, the cover of the side by side seven inch. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the silhouettes of those three guys is LL Cool J yeah. from the radio record. Yeah, from the back of their. That's insane. <laughs> I thought that was crazy. I don't know why. You know, it's funny. It's because me, me and my me and my friends knew what it was because when we first started going to hardcore shows, Dave Stein, dude named Dave Stein, he was the promoter. I mean, he still ha- Dave. Hi, Dave. He's still very heavily involved in New York hardcore. He, you know, he's a lawyer now. He's represented Roger and AF and a bunch of yeah. hardcore. Anyway, he was the promoter up here when we first started going to shows. Me and my friends and. uh when the PA guy be setting up, you know, I don't, I don't know who the dude was, but cause I, don't, I don't even remember what he looks like or his name, but every time he'd have that PA set up and pro- probably testing it, you know, but he'd always play that, or he'd play radio, man. And it'd always be rock the bell. So me and my friends got like, you know, we're like, man, they got it in our heads. We're loving it. So every show we went to this guy's playing LL's, you know, record. We all went and got it. So when that came out, we kind of knew, yo, this, that's LL, man. Like, we we knew the joke before we were told about the joke. Yeah, so. I didn't even know that or realize that. I've seen that seven inch. I know that record, but I never put two and two together. I'm like, how the hell did you realize that? It's fucking cool, man. But you know how many people say what you just said? You know, I got I had that record. I got rid of that record. Oh. And funny to me is that. Um, it's like me with like those old ACDC uh, records, like the seventies ones that the, those covers that were released here are not the original covers that were put out originally in Australia. Okay. They're all covers. They had different covers, but American corporate, the American corporate record corporation says, no, nah, those covers suck and made like American versions. Right. And looking for, you know, I have friends in Australia, you know, I'm looking for this or that to like, Listen, Riley, all that stuff got shipped over to you guys. You're more apt to find it in America than wow. so the reason I'm saying that is because you saying that a lot of those records that people don't have anymore, they're all in Europe now. You know, you know, all those uh-huh. kids buying up all, you know, all yeah. those hardcore records. So it's kind of wow. like you know, 
Yeah, it was like my <laughs> daughter was. It was like my daughter was like just born, and I was working, but I, and I was just like, yo, let me get rid of it. But they're still going off. That's the funny part. Even like for good amount, and they're still. It's like buying gold and silver, man. It's never gonna go down. There's an up and down, but they're never going to be worthless. No, never. Uh, never. And, and then I'll go on this tear and I'll look on Discogs and eBay and all these places. Oh. And I'm like, and I'm like, I had that and I paid like $8 for it. Now you want like $250 for it. Bro, I do that for fun, man. Like, I least, know, I'm sure you do. When we had, when we had our uh, home computer in our kitchen, you know, I'd be in and I was off for the night. Yeah. I'd, the kitchen and the sun would be coming up and my wife would come out what are you doing looking at porn or something she'd come over i'm on discogs like i'm, I'm looking at records you know <laughs> yeah i'm looking at fucking records i'm doing nerd I don't know whether they're happy or upset or just you're sick looking at for records for the last eight or nine hours <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not looking at porn i'm, looking at, I'm literally looking at records vinyl version of that she's just like i'm going back to bed you are not <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great man well listen you know it's one thing you could say you never got rid of your shit you never traded shit you were saying no, and no. i i could say I got like a little bit panic you know I, guess, well, I did one or two and then when ebay came back i bought my back man i was like, did you yeah oh, oh, yo, i'm sick like that, yeah. yeah you have a sickness but it's all right you could be spending your money on worse things bro I like tell my daughter, you know, I do this for you. I'm like, it'll take a little work to get rid of me when I'm gone, but don't give nothing away. Not even the flyers, Christ. People selling flyers. And the yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. Old posters, man. I used to take them down, fold them. I have like garbage bags of posters in the attic. Dude. Like I just, I put out my favorite stuff. I, I try to keep the, the rest of the house normal as possible for my daughter. You know, it, it could be with just a giant museum if, if I want. It probably could be. Yeah, I don't. I don't let it. Get. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like I saw that one thing you had. It was like a promotional. It was the bot, not the Biohazard State of the World address record. It was the like the poster. It was just orange with the logo, and it just said yeah, "coming um, soon." <laughs> yep, dude. <laughs> like people would pay a lot of fucking money for that. Yo, that's not even paper. It's cardboard too. That's why I wasn't like folded up. It's cardboard. It's like yeah. heavy. Yeah, real deal. Like, yeah, yeah like because people would, somebody would pay a lot of money for that fucking thing. What's well, mean? There's a lot of metal stuff up there too, man. There's piles of those twelve by twelves. Uh, a couple of my friends worked at Trans World up here, and that's like the music that was that was the music distribution hub for the Northeast. And uh, they used to they used to because there was so much they they would throw that shit out. And my friends would go just dumpster the dumpster at night and take all that shit home. And then when those guys, you know, they're all like friends living together. When those guys pieced off, got girlfriends and moved out, they had all these posters and flats. And they're like, yo, Riley, you know, you click, you want it. Yeah. So I just never was there. And now it's all just sitting up in my attic. So uh, I yeah. people that are shit that I don't even care about, but I saved it anyway. So once in a while. I'm not into Megadeth, but like, you know, a friend will stop over. I'll be like, oh, I got something for you, dude. And I'll be like, oh, here you have this, like, take it with you. Oh, shit, where'd you get this? You know, yeah. just as a, you know, here. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> I remember, I remember those, the fucking yeah. flats. They were like emotional. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm not hanging that up. You might as well take it. <laughs> yeah, I had a bunch of, I don't know where those went. But when I was a kid, there was, um, there was a little small place in Brooklyn 
it was it was it was called Ciro's CD seller and I would go there with my little allowance and I would go buy my cassette tapes and whatever but he would have all these promotional things that he would get because he was a record store like sick of it all blood sweat no tears flat like all these flats I don't know where the fuck they're out they are well I'll show you something there we go a little tour yeah <laughs> that, that poster Jeez. Oh, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Now, please don't tell me that, that it's hung up with thumbtacks. Uh, no, it's been beat up pretty good, but there's it's tape. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a couple old things like that. Yeah, or, man. Like, you know, I mean, we can go online and do that shit. But... Oh, yeah. No, without a, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> oh, man. So... So I have, to, I have to ask you this, a stupid question. What 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 is it that you have that's probably worth the most amount of money? It's probably some misfit shit, no? Well, the misfit stuff, man, it, it's definitely worth money. But, I, you know, the stuff I have, I bought back in the 80s. Yeah. I didn't buy none today unless it was from somebody I knew because the bootlegs are, like, perfect now. Man. Yeah. But they got that down to, you know... I'm not sure about the um because you know you check it original by the etchings you know I'm not I'm not sure but I mean they got it right down to like the you know the the flyer and the you know the same colors and the the artwork on the record itself like I would de- I would definitely need to know the person to buy something like I stopped buying that stuff because of all the blue yeah. So what I mean, what, I, what item do you have do you think that's worth the most? See, that's that's a wicked hard question because people are like, oh, well, you know, I know so-and-so, they got more records than you. I go, well, no, there's always going to be some more, but I, I go by not quantity, but quality. But sure. when I was showing my records, man, Drew only wanted New York hardcore. You know, I was only showing my New York hardcore, not even like all my hardcore. Right. Not even like, I got tons of, I got metal, you know. Yeah punk and i mean we didn't get into my records bro we didn't get into it you know and i understood it was just for new york hardcore you know so sure and we didn't you know i was the misfit stuff like when i say i I won't get it because the bootlegs i i'll buy the bootlegs here and there but that's because it's different artwork it's they're not made up to be a copied version of the original right like some of those bootlegs are really cool you know with the different picture the different color I probably have like 50 all the other misfits, Sam Hain, Danzig, bootlegs, you know what I mean? And I was him and he, he just was not dude, let's stick with the New York hardcore. Because yeah, he went out a fucking rabbit hole. But yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Like, you know, and like you when you go on YouTube, you start with one thing and you're like three yeah. hours later, how to <laughs> Yeah, no idea. <laughs> how did I get here? Because right. he was he was like all oh, cool but he was like all right hold on right whoa, whoa. Yeah, i gotta pulling the, yeah, I, pulling the I, rain. Stay, I gotta stay focused you know? yes. <laughs> yes. Great, so, yeah yeah <laughs> but no that's it's a hard question and you know what it's like i said it's like um records is just like anything else it's who's looking for it, if there's two dudes looking for it, if there's 10 dudes looking for it, yeah. what, what somebody's willing, it's something's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for. It, oh, absolutely. You know? So, but you know, so it, but records fluctuate just like gold and silver, man, you know, so 
he, I, I, Discogs is fun in that you can, um, you can see what something goes for on eBay and then look, kind of look at Discogs and, you know, Oh, they, I don't know what they do now, but they used to keep track of like what some sold for the last time it was sold. And gotcha. it's fun stuff like that. But I mean, I don't, I don't sell my stuff. So yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck? I got it. to me, it, it doesn't, I, you know, I know that I know I have some stuff that's like, Oh yeah. I'm sure. I, I got like 300 Sabbath 45s and like that doesn't come close to like having them all. And that that's fun for me though, because I have books on it. I have books on them and uh, the ones that are worth the most are the tie ones. And I only buy, I only buy like the cover sleeves, you know, and the tie ones are just, I know I have a couple, I've seen them go for sale on eBay and I bought them and I saw them once come up for sale and I bought them. I've never seen them come up again. Yeah. The books I have, I have a couple that are not even in the books. So wow. <laughs> and they, I mean, they, they aren't new, you know, they're old. Sure. This is obscure. Yeah. So you see you had 300 of them. Yeah. They're sitting right over here. Actually. Oh. <laughs> I keep them there because I have to, I keep to keep in my mind what I have. Sometimes I forget, but they're, they're sitting right over there. Okay. Jesus. Okay. So I try to keep, I try to keep my mind on what I have and not, I've bought a couple doubles, but not, not, nothing too crazy. So yeah. I know. You, said that's, it, not, you it, said that's not even like a little bit of. Yeah, no, that's, that's just, that's Sabbath. Like, and I hope that's just Sabbath right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking bad. <That's> not- <laughs> <That's just> not- <laughs> Man, dude. Oh. Yeah. So- <laughs> So you think you have like a lot of metal stuff, but I know, oh. well, I, I mean, you, you pretty much, I mean, you were the metal head with the leather MC on and shit like that. So you basically were a metal head first and foremost, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Me too. Me too. Big time. And, uh, when, you know, getting into school and, uh, but I was, I was, uh, I was like the last of my friends to shave my head. Like I was wearing the bombers and the, and the 14 hour docks, but, what really, really got me to just do it, you know, like shave, I went long hair to, to bald was when, and, you know, MTV, I don't know if you remember, I, cause I don't know if it was the same for you guys in the cities upstate, they would have headbangers ball half an hour every day after school. Now you have Carrie King walking down the alley and they would have uh, angel death screen. And here he comes walking down the alley with his guitar and he'd bang the gong. And that would be, the beginning of Headbangers Ball. That was the only cool part. Because right. then all these hair band ballads. Yeah. Man, I gotta I, I have to get rid of this. I have to get you know you know listening to fucking Cinderella Riley. You know, I haven't been I haven't, you know, I'm not like these people and I haven't been like these people in a long time. So right. I, I mean it just became like that. It really yeah. it made it really made a wedge between the, if you were this kind of metal head or that kind of metal head, but we were already going to hardcore shows and punk shows and man, our, yeah. and so I told my parents, I'm getting a haircut. And they're like, yeah. And I come home, I was a shade. They're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> one extreme to the other. Really? Yeah. My girlfriend wasn't too happy either, but whatever. Right. So it's safe <laughs> to say that you don't have any like faster pussycat fucking vinyl. Do you? Oh, I, you know, I got like guns the road. That, that's, you know, in like Circus of Power, but to us, Circus of Power were hard because, yeah. you know, I mean, Alex Alex was in Crucial Truth and then, you know, and then Zowie from Leeway joined. So we, we yeah. could sit 
the power one of you know one of our man it's not sure. <laughs> like absolutely a, i'm not mad at circus of power yeah yeah all. i love we all love that first record man i was lucky enough to catch him twice you know yeah i never seen him they used to play lamores all the time that Ooh. was like my spot oh <laughs> oh they yeah they played this place up here called saratoga winners and back in the day that's where like most of the bands would come around like you weren't big enough to play like the palace or uh or even, you know, an auditorium, you played Saratoga Winners, you know, because okay. 1,500, 2,000 people, and that might, I might be wrong with that. But like the size of like Lemoore's, Lemoore's was somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was a room, you know, and from the outside, it looked like, a, you know, it looked like a, uh, it looked like a matchstick, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you went inside, it was like, it was just like, dive of dives but that was our dive you know yeah uh, but that's great though i like the dives like come on look at, look at, <laughs> yeah oh my god look at cb cb's was a rat hole fucking great yeah, and we, we loved it <laughs> cb's was disgusting but it was fucking no, it great really, and it was yeah it's fucking fun <laughs> fucking bathroom the fucking the famous toilet oh, <laughs> it could make a whole list we'd be here all night about oh it. yeah well without a doubt <laughs> fucking without a doubt and you know what's funny when I was rewatching those those videos again, you had mentioned it was I think the the ten questions he originally did with you, and it was like what was like the greatest show in your golden era of hardcore, and you said one of them. Yeah, I think you said two different shows, and you said the last thrash bash. Yeah, man. Wow. I was there. I was there that night too. That was a dude. That was it. Was May of ninety one, and I remember there was fuck man. Um, on the flyer, there's a flyer around, and it says Prong, but Prong never played. No. No, Hades, Prong never played. Hades. Remember, Hades played, and people were, like, booing them. And, like, well, non it was a band called Nonfiction. Oh, wait, that, all right, maybe that's the one. That's what I'm thinking of. Nonfiction, a band called Metal Storm. Yeah. Well, that was that was um, Anthony's old band from Marauder. No, no shit. Yeah, I didn't know that till later, man, because me and my friends actually liked them. And then I was like in the Marauder van one time and I was like, yo, you guys, I used to see this band Metal Storm at Lemoore's. And it was like, Anthony's like, dude, that was my band, bro. Oh, I was like, yo, we, we act, me and my friends always liked you guys. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. They, they played. And I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's all right, dude. Um, they played White Zombie played before, yep. way before they were big. Um, leeway. leeway leeway biohazard typo negative typo negative that's yeah. the because i always thought yeah. that's the band i always forget to mention they played and uh because they were kind of like the house band and and even though they were playing i remember going to lamore's and, and pete was always there hanging out and drinking yeah, yeah. he <laughs> um he that was the night i don't know if you remember but that was the night you that, that whole set is on youtube wow uh, the last Ranch bash I don't know if it's the whole thing, but you can see the sets from that on YouTube. It's crazy. Pro Yo, mags are just off the wall. Dude. Ridiculous. That was... But that night was the night that Pete Steele announced that they are no longer called Repulsion. We're now Typo Negative. So he announced wow. a name change that night. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm sure I used to remember that, but how long ago was that now? And oh my God. May, May 3rd, 91. Wow. Dude, we're talking almost fucking 30 years ago. That's insane, man. And I'll never forget that show, dude. Me neither. Me neither. 
And then, you know, what's funny is that I, be, I became friends probably with fucking half of that crowd later on. When I got yeah. home, going to the city playing shows. It's so funny. Yeah, man. Listen, it's, it's for the, well, people that, that listen pretty much for the most part know the whole deal. But it's like yeah. you, you see the same faces at the same shows. You all wind up fucking knowing each other one way or the other. Uh, it's just yeah just destiny man <laughs> you see yeah. the same uh, yeah. but i mean we, it was hard for us to, to get to the city like I, i've said at other points i was like we eat you know once we finally got old enough to take the trains by ourselves but then our older friends started getting cars so you know we gas money and whatever we yeah. get that drive and you know yeah man what is it what is it like how long of a drive from 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 albany three Depending on depending on the um, traffic, three hours. Okay, give, not that bad. Give, no, give or take, you know. And I uh, mean, we we drove down to see the Crumb Suckers one time, and it was winter time, and uh, fucking never seen them, man. No, oh, wow. I, I know. I don't know. He, I didn't know. go to the. He didn't go to the reunion either because that no. was. Oh man, they sounded something happened. I think it was like it was my daughter. Something was going on. Like a legit they, reason why I really couldn't go. They sounded exactly as they did back in the day. And then Chris Nataro, they even let the singer before Chris Nataro sing some songs, you know? Really? Mind blown, bro. But I mean, so it, we went down to see Crumb Suckers. It's wintertime. There's like, there's five of us, two in the front, three in the back. We come out after the show, somebody broke the side window and robbed robbed the stereo, you know? So uh, it was, uh, you know, everybody tells, uh, has a rob, my stereo got robbed in front of a little more story of again. Of course, it was but, bad back then, bro. But what was painful was this was wintertime, man. So we, <laughs> we had a buddy with us, Tom Moretti, this dude, he lived in Saugerties. Hey, Tom, he's on Facebook. So, Man, we froze our asses off till we got to Saugerties, right? And we, so he tried to help us out at his house. He, you know, we taped this garbage bag to the you know, window inside, taped it all up. As soon as we got fast with two, as we got out of the throughway, it was, of course, God. It, no, it was, it was, it was brutal. Um, <laughs> That pain and the cold going through us. We're just like, nice. you know, we had to pull over on how many times just because we are so cold, man. It yeah, was, man. It was oh, never yeah. forget. I remember years later telling Minus, you know, I know who took that stereo. I was like, you probably did, you probably did, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is, you know, like my buddy Jay drove it like. All his metal tapes were all in the gutter and on the sidewalk. So obviously they didn't care about the music. They just right. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, man, it was fucking crazy, man. It was like the fucking warriors. Like they'd be oh. fucking car on fire down the block. Like fuck, it was yeah. crazy. You, you know, you remember walking down there, man, and you know it's during the night, so everything's closed. You got the gates down. Everything, all warehouses. If people don't know, it was all warehouses. A all block, warehouse. A block all. up is the train. Yeah, yo, and, uh, you know, I rem- remember having to carry one of our buddies old enough to drink. And then, you know, the platforms upstairs, man. We had to carry upstairs to the platform to get yep. up. It wasn't yeah. downstairs. It wasn't yeah. downstairs. You had to climb yeah. upstairs. It's <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Brooklyn, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, not only that, driving down there, man, it's not like Manhattan. It's all street names. Sure. And- 
phone and pre-computer, dude. You had, you, oh, dude, trying to find the club, driving there. Break out a map. You got to learn oh, to read a map. Oh. Bro, it wasn't like Manhattan. You count. You're there. Right. You know, street number. <laughs> Brooklyn's brutal. Man. Yeah, Damn. Brooklyn's brutal. Because you know, where are we? <laughs> Getting better. Better off taking the subway and walking. You Damn know? right. Yeah, this is before MapQuest. Even 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 some of the kids listening. This is before any of that shit. Computers weren't even a thing. It got so easy, you know. Look, listen to us. Yeah. We sound like old men, but they do. It's, it's true. <laughs> I, feel, I, say, I say I say it all the time. I feel it's, like the old man, like, get off my fucking lawn. It's crazy. Exactly. And it's so easy, bro. It's I can't believe how easy to bring you right to the doorway. Right, right to the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't realize how spoiled they are, man. These fucking little kids. Wow. Yeah. Maybe and I was hoping maybe, you know, during all this it would people would what's up? All right, well, I can't. There's nothing I can do. Sorry. You could say on the app that they leave. I don't know, hon. It's not. I can't look. It's, I'm doing the interview right now. It's recording. It's my daughter and my granddaughter. I don't know if you guys can hear my granddaughter's crying. Happy birthday, Molly. Sitting here. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my bedroom with my door shut, which is funny because people come here, they're like, you didn't know you had a had a son too, you know. And I'm no, that's my bad. Because <laughs> of all the, the paraphernalia. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I wish I could do that here. Great. You gotta dust all that shit every once in a while. It's probably a pain in the uh, Dude, I I have to. It gets it gets it's too much. It gets. Yeah. That's like you have to set aside like a week to fucking. It's it's rough, man, and and you know every everything else like normal living stuff like you know deodorants and stuff like that, <laughs> you know stuff begins to pile. You just got to be careful, man. You yeah, really man. Watch, you no, know, once in a while, set it down. All right, put this stuff where it belongs instead of just right. sitting. You know, I got it. Shit, which just means shuffling one pile to to another spot, but yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not getting knocked over. Exactly. Fuck. All right, so now, so you were in, what, what was the name of the first band? Displaced Aggression? Oh, and called Displaced Aggression, yeah. and then we changed the name to Cranial Abuse, which were the little, we were a little more known because we did the Albany style comp with uh, Wolfpack. Nice. Wow, outlet, and uh, <clears throat> who was the other band? Fit for Abuse. Okay. But um, probably Wolfpack was the best known group on that seven inch, but um, because they did some shows at CDs and stuff, Got and it. actually the the second singer for Wolfpack plays uh, drums for Murder's Row now. So no shit, all right. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all still yeah, we're all still plucking away, man. Yeah, so, but cool. then Cranial Abuse became Stigmata. Same same kids. So okay, yeah, so. So you guys wound up putting out for how many full lengths? Six full lengths? Um, Stigmata? Yeah. Um, to count, let me, let me think. Well, uh, all right, well, well, you have, well, the first one, I mean, obviously you had a demo probably or a couple of demos. Yeah, we had a demo. and It, it uh, was harder. That was, that, the first one, the first, the first CD was called Calling of the Just. 
which was put out by CFI Records, uh, Eugene Robinson of. Uh, I thought it was reversed for some stupid reason. No, that will. I thought be. the heart gets hard, grows harder. Was after, was before. They oh, both both came out at the same time because okay, Eugene. It, it took Eugene a, a little bit to. It was recorded in 1990. We actually flew out to California, and Eugene was in a band called Oxbow. I mean, he was a big part of the New York hardcore scene, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he moved out to Cali, and I mean, I, I'm. I don't know if he moved to Cali. He's from Cali. I'm not sure, but I know he's a big part of New York hardcore because um, his band Oxbow or his band Whipping Boy. We, I, I'm not sure which one used to play A7 a lot. So I mean, he's he's part of the old school, yeah. you know, scene. But anyway, his company was based in California, so we flew out there. I mean, I was 18. I was just out of high school, and we're recording our first record. That's was, great, dude. Yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. You're in California. California, yeah. So for a week, fucking dream right there. It was crazy. My dad, you know, he paid for us all to go out there, and you know, it was funny because my dad's a mailman, and he had like, he like contacted the post office there, like had the dude like whose route it was check out CFI Records. Yo, my son's going out there. Like, is it cool? He goes out there, you know. Nice. Yeah, yeah. My dad's cool. He doesn't, you know, you don't mess around. Yeah. So. He flew me, he flew the band and, and a couple of our friends out there and my little brother. And we, we, it was a blast. But anyway, uh, the Harkos Harder was the second record. Okay. And they said it came out, like people were waiting for these records to come out and all of a sudden they were both sitting there. So right. it, it simultaneously came out, which wasn't bad for us, but it wasn't good either because it just, you know, we, it, we waited so long for that first one to come out. Right. And then the third one, was put out by a local company, and he only made promos. It was him, Sernan God. Uh, it's my personal favorite, probably. Which, well, overall, well, the original has in the original was there were only promos, and I was trying to get it released, so I brought it to Met to an hype, and he goes, "Yeah, I'll put it out." So I just gave it to him to put it out. Yeah, that's how it eventually had a real release. But that each one of our records, except for the second one, sat around three years before you know before it would get released. And that's that was two three years old before it came out, I believe. Yeah, so okay. you know that, that kind of stuff, I guess, is infamous for New York bands. You know, leeway. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say leeway. Desperate measures yeah. with like anticipated like crazy. Oh, bro, Man, you know, so we had that kind of luck. So. That sucked because as a band, you're you're wanting to move forward, man. All right, you know, you recorded these songs, they're on this record. It's not come out yet. Right. So you know, when the, all these when those two records came out, man, we were already, you know, even past those two records, you know. Yeah. So kinda it, it kinda it really sucked for us, you know. Yeah. It was always like, you know, I it's recorded, man. It's in the can. It just right. Did you, guys, did you guys tour excessively on any of these things? No, but that that was the other thing. It was we never toured. You know, we were always young, and we never we never had money, or you know, when uh, the bass player Dan he he finally got a van, we would venture out to as far as we could, like to New York City. I think we finally got a CB show. It was impossible to get booked down there unless you knew somebody. Right. We'd always try, but um, finally played CBs in '93. You know, and that, I mean, that, but I mean, you know, talking band wise, yeah. but we did, you know, 
get to know people by going down and hanging out, you know, crisis and, uh, crisis and, uh, like, you know, all out war, the guys in all out war, they, you know, they'd up and, you know, so that, that was cool. Yeah, man. Shout out to the score. Mike, Mike. But you know, you gotta play, you gotta play out and you gotta be in people's faces. So a lot of, a lot, we, we didn't tour till like really later on. And, you know, we basically, we had broken up a couple of times, but then got offered tours and, like even Europe. I mean, I had to put together a band to go to Europe the first time. Sure. When was the first time you guys went to Europe? Um, Around it was, about. It was, with, it was with All Out War. So that was, I think it was 97 or 98. All right. So that was in between like Hymns from the God and Pain Out and, Boundaries? No. Well, that, yeah, I think that was already out. That was just a live one. Okay. That Around the same time frame. Okay. Because then I went to Europe and I got a deal with ice cream. And when I came back, the original members came. So we did, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, we were, I was like, look, man, you know, I know, I know you guys like, like right knees, Metallica-esque, you know, eight minute jams, but let's keep it straightforward and make some really cool, straightforward, hardcore songs. And a lot of people got pissed at us for that. When that record dropped, they was like disappointed. They're like, this ain't like hymns. And you know, like yeah. a lot of people say now, oh, I love that record now. But when it came out, I hated that record. Right. <laughs> we just made it, we streamlined it. And then, and then we went, you know, back to Europe like five times after that, I think. That's great. So it was well received, but it was, you know, at that point, people were like, well, you know, you're finally touring and get recognition Well. A lot had happened in our lives, and why didn't you keep yeah. it going? A lot of different things happened, and a lot of yeah. people commitments, and it it wasn't, and it wasn't um, monetarily, <laughs> you know, feasible to keep it going. It, it, lucrative offers, which is lucrative, like being as we'll pay for your flights and come out, and you got a place to stay and, and eat. Well, yeah, that's fun. Like we'll do it. We're not like look funny, but stuff like that we do. You know, sure. just because playing together and but it, it was just you know too late for to to re try to restart once you lose momentum like that man you know and there's eight quadrillion other bands nowadays i mean don't right. make bands like you know it seems like there's like everybody's in a band and like where's the fans no everybody's in a band check out my band there's no fans no more everybody has fans yeah it's, <laughs> fucking, yeah, it's the fucking truth man it's the truth everyone's in bands everybody no fans it's fucking it's so fucking true man we we do it you know especially now that we're old men for christ's sake i'm two years away from being 50 and i was the other guys in the group are either 50 or 51 and we do it so we can like have a laugh like you know and the last van tour we did a couple years ago was really fun and we took my little brother with us and he um he had never been on the road with us, you know. I mean, he just recently passed away, but that was the the reason for that man. We had so much fun, dude. Like we laughed and told stories the whole time. And Bittner, our drummer, and he plays an overkill now, so he couldn't make the tour. So we had to we had to do Derek from One King Down filling in. And a couple times I had to tell my brother because we'd be out of the van and telling stories. And uh my brother would be like, Hey, hey, the Derek, you know drummer dude he's in the group you know hey take our picture yeah you know and the dude's like yeah you know Derek's cool but yeah, I was yeah. like, 
<laughs> Charles, dude, he's not just like <laughs> some brody and stuff. Nick's like, oh, right. Because yeah. <laughs> actually, you know, my brother played drums in a band with Buddy and Sunk is one of the guitars, Stigmata, called Direct Attack. Okay. So, Buddy, we, un- Unbeaten Records, Buddy. Yep. Yep. Okay. And he, he, he played bass in my little brother's band. So, when we needed members, we just plucked them out of my little brother's band. Like, literally, they're our little brothers. So, nice. and the guitarist for uh, Cranial Abuse, his, his little brother sang. My little brother played drums. Buddy played bass. And so we literally took those dudes out of that band, you know. When we That's great. To- yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck. Shit, man. Well, rest in peace to you, to your little bro, man. I saw, I, 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 we're friends on the Facebook, so I, I see everything. And yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck cancer. Yeah, no shit, man. Yeah, I see. I, obviously, I mean, we're on podcast time, so this is it's going to come out in a couple of weeks. But you know, it's like Steve Poss. Like we don't know what's going on with that. Like, oh, it's it's crazy, dude. And it sounds so hacky to say it, but 2020 has been fucked. No, it is. I I <laughs> say it, man, because it's horrible. It's literally been the worst year of my life. I swear. Oh. And- Oh, I know there's people who are soft than me or had it worse and had have it worse. And I'm not bitching, complaining. I, sure. I will complain about that. Yeah. This year, this year sucked. Yeah, dude. It's for a lot of a lot of people, a lot of reasons. And same here. Like I, I can't bitch and moan. You know, it's it's sucked to a degree. And a lot of people have it a lot worse. So I'm never, you know. I try to focus on on positive stuff. I try to post the positive stuff. Same here. I, got a temper just like everybody else man once in a while i fly off the handle and post some shit but that's because i i want people to know like i'm i'm upset i want yeah. then i usually end up taking it down because i i, I do the same shit i i i, I know what it's i don't want to go through my feed i go through the feed for fun and like to read funny shit and yeah just keep up to i hate the politics and the fuck uh, it's like this it drives me crazy. So I don't want to be one of those people. Me neither. Me neither. I'll see. And I just keep on scrolling. I'll be like, oh boy. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. And you know, I got friends that keep day after day with the political posts. Me too. And I love them, but I, I'll unfollow them just for whatever. The little time. Yeah, you're not unfriending them unfollow so you don't see their shit. Yeah. yeah I don't want to, I, I don't want to know, man. I, I don't it's, I want to be unaware or uninformed, but every day, day after day, man, I, I'm already, there's already things I'm worried about in my own private life, man. I don't want to read the fake news, and I don't want to play into it, man. Right. Same here. Especially I don't want to argue with my friends, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it brings out a lot of fucking ugly in people. That shit. Man. It really it does, man. You know. So I try to treat. I try to treat um not just Facebook, but online, like the bar. No religion, no politics, man. Right. It's true. It's true, man. It's always an argument. It's, it's yeah, always, and it's American. The merry-go-round, dude. Dog chasing its tail. It's not gonna. It's it. No one ever fucking. No one's gonna change anyone's fucking opinions. It's all copy no. and pasted. It's no. this. These kind of people. These kind of people. They hate each other. And it's the same thing with a couple of different words and a couple of different copied and pasted articles. It's Absolutely. Like, I, I can't. So you you go down my feed. I'll I'll post like ninety five percent of its podcast related shit. If like. A good for like if it's like my girl or my daughter or something like a birthday, I'll post it. Happy birthday yeah. to my daughter. Other it's than happy. that, man, you know, I found this stupid face app thing 
I took a picture of myself, how I would look when I was old. I look like Tommy Chong. <laughs> I'm like, so I, I was laughing at myself. I posted, I'm like, great. I look like, I'm going to look like Tommy Chong when I get older. It's ridiculous. I posted it because it's funny. But other than that, ah, keep your politics you know? and yeah, I can't. It drives me nuts, man. Right. Oh, which really? is kind of like a halfway corny segue into your next stigmata record, which is the one to others. Yep. Well, <laughs> right. That that was that was the one that we um I just told the band just uh just streamline like I just wanted yeah. straight art form. Mm -hmm. Like I mean they they respected my wishes because I, it's def Stigmata wasn't a dictatorship. It wasn't my band. Right. You know, those, you know, those guys would write the music and I would write the lyrics. So right. You know, it, <clears throat> so like I said, a lot, a lot of people were disappointed in it, but yeah. like, that people after all these years say they're great like fucking it. record, dude. Oh, thank you. It's straight up hardcore, man. It's, it is. It's not is you know it's not metal like like hymns, but yeah, we had a lot more. I like I like all that shit because I still love metal, so I like the transition. Like it's it's the shit that I like. So it's the same band. Oh. With different shit. So I, I appreciate that stuff, man. No, oh, thank you. Yeah. And the reason that, you know, I find it hard to count the CDs is because we put out a, a it was called Troy Blood Unbeaten. And that was the demo, all old demos. Right. And uh, yeah, just, it was just demos and a couple songs from each of the CDs. So gotcha. Then, Marauder Split, you did some other yeah, things. Yeah. And the, but I then, had one of them too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Drew Stone put that out. Actually. I know, I had one, and I don't have it no more. Yeah, um, and then there were there were uh, covers with the red, the red logos, and then I guess he sold a, the what was left to uh, Rick to Life, and he made the black and white logo. Uh, I think I might have had a black and white one. Yeah, too. whatever he I, did, I want to know what he did, but let's not. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Let's keep this podcast, yeah. <laughs> or you know, RPG. Oh. But uh, <laughs> suppose I just oh yeah, and then because Ice Cream put out um a double CD of hymns and uh, Duan to others. Okay, so that's why sometimes I'm like, how many did it? Yeah, who the fuck? Who cares at this point? They're there yeah. because CDs are obsolete, right? Right. <laughs> I mean. Uh -huh. to, you Really you had, did you release all your stuff on vinyl? Um, hymns came out on vinyl. Hymns came out on vinyl. Do you want to so, others? So you have a copy, right? I do. I have one of each. Well, hymns I have because Buddy Buddy put it out. I made sure I damn straight I like you know the yeah test press and the, you know <laughs> yeah. So, but do you want to others? I didn't even know it was on vinyl and it has a picture of the band on the cover instead of the cover that was. But right. uh I was a friend of mine was like, dude, I just got doing others on purple vinyl. And I was like, wait, wait, whoa, you have it on vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he like looked at me, he's like, You don't know. I was like, No, I don't know. And he brought it over to my house. I was like, You gotta be fucking kidding me. Who put it out? Oh uh beatdown records, some kind of um European thing, man, where you know, ice cream made a deal and I didn't know about it. And I don't want to go there because I, you know, I, those dudes, but they, and it's water under the bridge now. But yeah, I, I was happy to have 
<laughs> your own record on purple vinyl. The record collector, and he was like, "Oh, cool, you know." But, yeah, you know, the business person, musician. No, this is fucking wrong. Man. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, whatever, man. Hey, yeah. Whatever, man. So, but like in between there, like I'm going to, well, it was like right after do to others, or with Stigmata, were, were you guys still together when you started Murderer's Row? Almost, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I had been wanting to do like an oi band. You know, I, I, I hate saying that because a lot of people are like, there's no boy bands anymore. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some you know, so you know what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I've been locally and it's partly my fault. Everybody wants to do, you know, heavy hardcore. <laughs> so I couldn't find anybody. I want to do, you know, I want to do a bruisers. Cause you know, that's a ACDC. I, what I say, when I explain, if we haven't heard murders wrong, I say, I'm familiar with the band. Yeah, I say MRMR. I say Murphy's Law Ramones, Motorhead, Rose Tattoo. So, all right. So that's what I want to do. So it took me years to like get people to like, you know, actually, you know, play that kind of music because they they wanted to do it. Oh, I'll be in your band. What do you want to do? You know, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And I don't want to do the same thing I did the last freaking 20 years of my life. Right. Yeah. So, Finally got people to do it, and geez, I think Murderers Row. I think we have seven records out. So, geez, yeah. So you have the first one, Menace to Sobriety, right? Yep. Yep. Then second one was put out by a German label. It's called Urban Shocker. I was just gonna say, I'm trying to rack my brain. Um, there's Urban and Shocker and that yeah. Of brutality. Yeah, that was that was a cover record, right? So and uh. There was one before that, uh, Beerfield Mayhem. Gotcha. Okay. And there was the Bully Breed. Yeah. And Punch Drunk. Oh, uh, that was that was released here. That's the first two CDs on one record. On one. Yeah. So because they were never officially released there, only in Europe. Right. And then one was uh, uh, working. Uh, Christ, Liberty. 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 Liberty yeah. denied. I guess. Right. I don't know why I did that to myself. Yeah, let's have a long title. <laughs> <laughs> Which was done in artwork. The last two were done by Craig Holloway. Craig Holloway, absolutely. You don't even oh, have to you see his artwork. And you know. Oh, my God. Incredible yeah. artwork. He recently did a thing, a thing for me. I made nice. stickers. Yeah, it's like with Brooklyn Bridge is on fire. It's my... Because I have blast furnace on my knuckles. It's, you know... Like, He's a, big, he's a big, my logo is, I have a big rope chain on my logo is a huge medallion. It's ridiculous, but it's awesome. It's so ridiculous, but it's great. Dude, I, you know, like the bully breed, I told my wife, I want this giant, I want this, I want this skinhead girl, beautiful skinhead girl, big tits. Or, yeah. I, I want her to have two pit bulls on leashes, you know, I don't want the pit bulls attacking her. I just want them standing there with her and, you know, show her whole, you know, head to toe. So she's wearing docks, mini skirt, you know. Yeah. I want her standing in front of this iron cross with all roses. Dude, heat right out of my I head. Nailed it. It beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. 
hey, dude, I, I, exactly what I picture, but I made even a little better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, we could we could go into Craig Holloway artwork all fucking day, man. That like, dude has done some fucking amazing. I, said, I, want, I want a crucified skinhead on on, you know, like when you used to watch the old Warner Brothers cartoons and and they were chasing each other on the on the big red girders with the bolts. I go, I want them, I want them bolted at one of those, and in the background, you know, a dead factory, you know, windows smashed. Dude, he's wow. Yeah. He had, circling oh man it's just man. beautiful unbelievable yeah <laughs> great man <laughs> yeah so you have anything like i mean obviously everyone knows this fucking virus and all this bullshit is going on but do you have anything like i'm not going to say show wise but like you have anything like recording you're going to be putting out anything else for murderous row anything new coming up i don't know yeah, we're we're rehearsing right now. We got we have at least four or five songs down. I mean, after our rehearsal space, you know, playing right along during this. So, oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, we have that kind of an outlet, man. Yeah, well, we did a live stream, man. It went really well. You know, it was you know, it's around here, man. Like for even for like for hardcore and heavier hardcore, it's it's big, but. Yeah. For what we do, like William Punk, is just the shows are very small, and you know, I it just that's just the way it is, man. And like I said, that's partly due that's probably due to my fault for doing metalcore around here locally for right. years. You have fun doing it, right? Oh, absolutely. I, you, you know, know you're like, not going to wind up on a fucking private jet in a mansion, no, murderer, no. bro. Yeah, Jesus, and you know, I mean, we had we had a tour planned for over this past summer. We were supposed to go to Texas. And, you know, the year before that, we went to Cali for the weekend and the shows were phenomenal and people singing along. And I mean, my point was by saying that is like we have we have a bigger following out of here than we do locally, you know. Yeah. But that's the way it is, man. You yeah. know, now who knows what's going to happen with this? Like, we just we, we enjoy playing and I have guys that enjoy playing. and I'm yeah. lucky for them. so sure. we're making it and doing what we do. I mean, because that's what I do. I don't I'm. I am part of Dart League, but couldn't even do that this year. So yeah. I don't play ball. I don't play baseball. I don't bowl. Yeah. I have a band, man. So, you yeah. know, that's I do um, um, for my hobby. And it's more than a hobby. I, I'm not affecting sure. it by calling a hobby, but I have my real job. Yeah. So, band, and that's what we do. You know, we. Yeah. yeah, I have a real job. I don't, I don't. I don't make a dime off of this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, I just don't. Oh, you know what I'm going to do real quick? I'm going to shout out my sponsors before I fucking forget. Absolutely. Well, one of these, you've been to this place before, and you're probably a big fan. Generation Records. Oh, my God. Love Look, that. Of course you do. How, I can't stress <laughs> enough. Like, I shout them out every episode. It's, you know, you know, oh. um, 210 Thompson Street in the West Village here in New York City. Uh, go to generationrecords.com. They have a big cartel page on there. Um, they survived so far. They survived this whole pandemic thing. So their doors are open again. Um, I think they're open from like noon till 7 o'clock at night um, every day. Uh, maybe even 11 o'clock in the morning until 7. One of those. But if you go to generationrecords.com, the uh, hours and all that are on there. Also, Generation Records on Instagram. Shout out to Mark because Mark's a fucking great guy and he doesn't sponsor like anybody. And I just hit him up one day, like, hey, I don't want no money, whatever. Just, you know, can I put like a big flyer up, like saying, you know, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace in the window? He's like, sure, man. So I was like, 
There's my payoff right there. There's a poster in the window right above the bad brains. My podcast. Thanks, man. It's great. That's all I want. I have my regular job. I don't give a shit. Um, so yeah, Generation Records, once again, um, if you if if you're in the city, go to the brick and mortar spot there at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village. Um, are you a coffee guy, Bob? Yeah. Drinking some cold coffee right now before I go to work. <laughs> for you check out dead sled coffee d-e-a-d-s-l-e-d coffee dead sled and i think you're like a horror guy too like you like horror movies and shit all right well check it out dead sled coffee they they just did uh, a special brew with wisdom and chains they did wow. a special they did a special brew with the toasters wow and they just, yeah and they just they, it's it's almost out. You can get like pre-order bundles. They just did a legit brew with fucking Robert Englund, Freddie wow. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you lost me at bundles, but I'm just kidding. Bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's like a shirt and a coffee cup, and it's like if you, if you order the pre, if you get into the pre-orders, I mean, we're on podcast time, so that's really I think that on uh, on my feed, like the just a regular picture of him. He's not wearing the makeup. It's just, right. It's, yeah, yeah, told, yeah. So if you if right well, I'm telling you, but it's it's already gone now because when this airs. But if you order a pre-order, you automatically like like put into like the pool to win like a grand prize, and it's like a legit Freddy Krueger glove, like signed by Robin Englund, and they do wow. like all this really cool shit. So and and That's- no and no joke, like you're drinking cold coffee. That I'm not even just saying it because they're a sponsor, but their cold brew is ridiculous. And they, they they sell bags of it, and inside there's like a three pack or a six pack, and they're called body bags. And it's cold, wow. bro. You throw it in the pitcher, you you know fill it up with water. Eight hours later, it's it's awesome, dude. Wow, so, well, I'll definitely check it out, man. Check it out. Well, here you go. I'm gonna save you a couple of fucking clams. Um, <laughs> If you go to deadslightcoffee.com and you type in in the, the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you get 15% off your order. And if there's any order over 40 bucks, it's free shipping. Wow. That's cool, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. And Deadslight Coffee on Instagram. They're great guys. Shout out to Mike. Um, and their coffee rules. If you're an iced tea person, they have iced tea, cold, every kind of blend. They have like the Bella blend or Lugosi blend. It's like Dracula. There's Vampira. They have really cool shit. They're not just like a regular. It's they're cool gimmicks, you know. No, I did. No, absolutely. It's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. And then we have New Republic Printing. Um, go to newrepublicprinting.net for embroidery, screen printing, vinyl stickers, buttons. Um, New Republic Printing on Instagram. And what's dope about them is. There's no screen fees. There's no setup fees. And if you have your order shipped to a commercial address, like your job, or even if like you work at home, you can get it delivered to like the bodega on the corner. If you know the guy, it's free UPS ground shipping. So I've been using them for like 12 years for various things I've done. My girls use them. I recommend them to everybody even before they became a sponsor. So newrepublicprinting.net and newrepublicprinting on Instagram. Now, my last one, I guess they're a sponsor, but it's fine because Billy Biohazard, we spoke briefly about him before we started. He, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, go do your thing, man. Um, Crew Socks, C R U S O X. Go to crewsocks.com. 
and follow them on Instagram at Crew Socks. Now, nobody, I don't know about you, Bob, but do you enjoy a nice, clean pair of socks? Brand new socks? Who doesn't, right? Well, check it out. (laughs) Well, what what they do is, See, I like I have like these little sponsors, and they're all small mom and pop places, and they're not corporations or anything. But what they do is, if you buy one pair of socks, they donate one pair of socks to people in need. You buy two pairs of socks, they donate three pairs. You buy three pairs of socks, they donate five pairs. That's awesome. Yeah. So crewsocks.com and follow them at crewsocks on Instagram. And those are my sponsors. That's great, man. Really, that's a great idea. Really yeah, good. man. You know, listen, if it helps somebody, why the fuck not? Would it take me 30 Absolutely. seconds to, to shout them out? Listen. Absolutely. You know, we were just saying that people have it really fucking bad right now. No, absolutely. It's right. Yeah, there's there's tons of people in need, man. You know, sure. and I, my daughter throw out stuff and she's gotten in that vein of thinking where, listen, just put them in the garbage bag and I'll bring it to, you know, the local. There's, Got a couple spots, the church spots or the boxes, you know. Yeah, man. I, I, I do the same thing. I throw everything into the, into the donation boxes and everything. Yeah. Whatever it winds up, it winds up. At least I know it's not going to a landfill. Abs- absolutely. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I got obviously Mer- you're a Yankee fan, right? Yep. And we'll see. Here's a little tidbit, man. I don't. Some people noticed. Some people didn't. We're we're named after the 1927 Yankees, right? I know that. Well, right. <laughs> the second CD is called Urban Shocker. Do you know why? That I don't know. Well, that was the name of one of the pitchers, Urban Shocker, on the 1927 Yankees. No shit. I thought his name. I didn't was know so, that. I thought his name was so cool that we could call we could call the CD that. Why? And, he pitched up until the 28th season and he had some kind of heart ailment and died. Wow. Urban Shocker was a pitcher for the Yankees. Yeah. That's his real name? Urban Shocker. Spelled exactly how he spelled it on that's the title. Ins- that's fucking hard, bro. <laughs> so, well, let me show you this. And it's not, it's not going to hurt the business of the coffee company that represents you because oh, our heart. Our, our guitarists work for a coffee company up here in state. He don't work for them no more. But they let us do a batch. We did two batches of Murderer's Row coffee. No, so I'm both not. out, and then that's it. But I, I just wanted to show the bag because the um, the sticker's really cool. It's Murderer's Row Working Class Drunken Row. Working Class Blend. Check out the sticker. Dude, that fucking rules. <laughs> that's fucking great, man. I love that. Yep. I love that shit. Two batches, crucified skin on there. Two batches, they sold out, and then that was it. Then you don't work for them no more. So that is definitely it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's great. So, batches in my collection, though. <laughs> yeah, why the fuck not? Yeah, so if you're a coffee person and you're into, it's like I have horror figures and I'm into horror. I go to horror conventions, and you know, obviously I'm into all this music, and they do they combine all that kind of shit. And I'm a huge absolutely. Fan, so it's like a no brainer. Exactly. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, and I saw, and I saw. I won't hold your house longer, too much longer. But um, yeah. I saw also in the videos that in your attic, you, you, your dad, you mentioned your dad a couple of times, gave you these autographed fucking Yankee baseballs. Oh yeah, no, and not just that. I oh man, I have so many autographed pictures because of my dad, him and his buddy, who was a, 
avid Red Sox fan would that they did it for fun, man. They went around collecting autographs, and I mean, I not just baseball, but football and hockey and boxing. My dad just would be like, "Here, you want this? You want this?" Because his buddy passed away, so my dad wasn't really into it anymore. You know, they just did it for fun, you know. And here and there, made some loot, you know. Yeah, his buddy passed away. He wasn't into going shows and stuff no more. Okay. So, he was like yeah, everything Yankee was like here. He just gave everything to me, like here. Like, wow. Oh, I mean, nowadays it's all you know Steiner Sports, and uh, they make it so you know they slap a sticker on it, and if your if your autograph doesn't have their sticker or whatever, it's not real. You know, it, it's, it's all that nowadays, yeah. and that doesn't mean, man because I know my dad got. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, see, like a Pete Rose sign and all that shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I I got one one year myself, man. It was kind of sad. I was at the mall with my mom, and uh, we were walking by this sports card store, and and I'm like, you know, I'm, there's a guy sitting at a table, and it's like, and I'm like, and I and I paid now I'm paying attention, and it says here today pete rose you know and there he was sitting in there man and like no nobody was there oh and man not knocking him but it was like during the day and maybe people didn't know i walked there i go my i gotta i gotta get one of these i can't just walk by this nobody's yeah. there it was it was like two or three people but it wasn't like you know so i went in you know i paid him i don't know 20 bucks and there he is hey pete man thanks man you're great and this and that and he saw my ball and, I just couldn't walk by. No, you, can't walk by. you would be kicking yourself in the ass right now if you walked back. <laughs> no, man. Charlie Hustle, man. Yeah, dude. You know, I, I couldn't. I couldn't walk by, man. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that either. No way. <laughs> I love baseball. I'm a baseball fan. So. Yeah. And he should be in the fucking Hall of Fame. I don't care what anyone. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I mean, I mean it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's Listen, I. I, I love Babe Ruth. I'm a huge Babe Ruth fan. Babe Ruth drank during Prohibition. That was illegal. Cool. He was drunk at the plate. So I mean, what? what? I'm at the plate. <laughs> I love Babe Ruth. I'm not talking shit. I love Babe Ruth. So. Yeah, no, me too. That's funny. You say he was hammered at the plate. And I think David Wells was oh, when he when he pitched the perfect game. And he was number 33 because three was taken. And Babe Ruth was his idol. So two yeah, fucking Yeah. Oh, Babe Ruth's tree. And and when he bought the Babe, Babe Ruth cap that Babe Ruth actually wore, and he wore it on the mound. Yes, he got, got fined or something, didn't he? They take it off because it was regulation. You it's know? such bullshit, man. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But I, that, that makes it for a great story, and he knew oh, that. Right, <laughs> I did know that. I was a we're huge so, David Wilson. We're talking about it. He's smart. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, cool, man. Listen, you don't have any. You don't have any like you don't. You're not on Instagram or any of the bands or anyone. Is it active? I don't. Um, Murders Row has a Facebook page. Right. No Instagram so, at all for anything. I I don't even know. I I don't have Instagram. See, that, so, that, that, what's or, good about the good thing about Instagram is there's not a lot of the bullshit that's on Facebook. Okay. It's just pictures. Uh, and you scroll and you could write something but i it, like that i'll have my daughter set it up for me i you know uh bro it's it's instagram is my shit it's like there's none of the opinions and there's no it's it's, it's completely different now facebook owns it now but it's not 
nowhere near the same kind of platform. It's great awesome. for promoting. It's great for sounds promoting. Great. Well, it's yeah. not, not, that, not that you need another fucking thing to be on your phone, fucking social media, <laughs> you know, but it's great for promoting. And I, and I always say, like, if I didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't be on anything. I wouldn't be no, on any of it. I, like I said, as long as it's it's positive nowadays, I'm cool with it. You know. Yeah, yeah same here. I mean, I I keep out of the bullshit. You know what I mean? It's absolutely it's just too old. I don't want yeah. it. Dude, I'm 45 years old. I got a kid. I got a job. I got other things to fucking worry about than somebody I don't know personally that what their opinion is on something that I don't even care about. Exactly. You know, it's come on. Trying to stuff it down your throat. You know. Yeah. Beat it. Beat it. Paul Barrett says, I got bills to pay, man. I got uh, bills yeah. to pay, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to fucking Paul Barrett, man. I got bills to pay. What the fuck? I'm worried about this nonsense, this yo-yo. I don't even know the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I know. Grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You feel like saying that. And don't have an opinion, and God forbid, don't throw yourself in the mix. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone, everyone's in a blue moon like i'll just get and i'll post something and then it's not even like what people are saying i get annoyed that my phone keeps going off notifications yeah. I, I, yeah. I delete it i, I don't want to i don't want to know nothing said something on somewhere oh so and so and so and so and so especially if something gets hot your phone's gonna bang all you know every five seconds for some reason i have my phone but most of the day it's on fucking silent i, I can't yeah well I work midnight suit, so I get home at eight in the morning. And unless like today I had to be in awake, so I would have had my phone off. Yeah. But I had to keep it on to keep my alarm. I mean, to yeah. wake me up. I think there's a way I could just have the alarm, but I don't know how to do that. So right. So you don't want to take that chance. Yeah. I'll miss the alarm. <laughs> yeah. Because late I slept through one and I was really that it sucked, man. It was a friend of mine. I sleep during the day and I hit my room is pitch black. My my window is completely covered so no sunlight gets in, man. I shut the door and the fans on, I'm out cold, bro. I can't see in front of my face, you know. So I'm out. And and I had, you know, I slept through my a friend of mine's wake and it just saw it was terrible and it's disrespectful. So I'm like, I'm leaving my phone on it. Well, I don't know. Seven people decided to call me this morning. Right. <laughs> now I'm getting and now I'm getting heated. So yeah. I'm definitely not come like calm. Yeah. I'm like, and it's not their fault, but <laughs> right. But it's not their fault. You can't control but, what other people are doing, you know, hitting you. Oh you can't control God. what happens to annoy Yeah, like. And now I can't sleep. So <laughs> I'm getting up and headed for the coffee, bro. It's it. So I actually, you know, I went down. I'm I'm a member of the local Eagles, and I just had a couple beers. And I got guys. I got a podcast I'm doing, so I'm gonna go home and take a nap. You know, right. I feel like a seven year old man, but it's like unless <laughs> I get some time before work, dude. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Yeah, nice. <laughs> go to work, you know. Yeah, dude. Off, man. So you have to. So you have work tonight at midnight, huh? You uh, yes. Because this week I I work tonight. I work tomorrow. Get the weekend off. I'd rather have the weekend off. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Some weekends I work. So, but it's a, some weekends I work probably. here and there. But I, but they're far and few between. But if he asks me to work and I could do it, if I don't have, especially if I don't have my daughter for the weekend, then I'll yeah. then I'll work. You yeah. Know? You're like ah, you know, especially nothing's going on, dude. You might as well make loot. Yeah. It's time and a half for me. I'm good. Dude, exactly. You know, 
<laughs> can't oh can't fucking beat that yeah dude well dude <laughs> this was fucking great man bro thank you for being patient that i finally got my shit together you know it's it's whatever it's it's all good man it's i I don't take i don't take this like i take it seriously like a little bit but i don't take it so serious like it's a job it's supposed to be fun and whatever you know what i mean oh i hear you this i love doing this man this is if i could do this every day talk about music and toys and laugh and put a smile on my face i mean we all need this man it's it's a release it's one it's of the good, big reasons why I do it too. Good release, you know, instead of getting angry and yeah, you know, a good release. Everybody's got to laugh, man. Everybody yeah. should. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I laugh at myself all day long. My girl, like she, she, she'll say, she's like, "You think you're hysterical?" I'm like, "I do. I'm fucking hysterical. I laugh <laughs> at myself and make fun of myself all the time, every day, always." My buddy Beaver at the bar, you know, he's so dude, he, he's legally blind, you know. He's, he's my buddy. He's like, you think everything's a joke, don't you? And I'm like, yup. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts laughing. Laugh. I I laugh. You laughed first, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Thank you. No, dude, any fucking time. And, ho- <laughs> and hopefully... If the world fucking opens back up, back to whatever, whatever the new, ugh, I was, I was going to say the new normal, a fucking gag. Um, it's the worst fucking, I almost, well, I did say it, but, you know, if it goes back to some sort of normalcy, you know, I'll catch you at a show. I'll fucking, yeah. You know. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it, man. Let's talk like that. Yeah, I for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to either. <laughs> yeah, it would be fucking great, man. Well, Thank you so much, man. I'm looking forward to. I'll, I'll I'll hit you up. I'll let you know exactly when. I'll tag you in the nonsense and all that Absolutely. stuff. But Absolutely. Have me. Thank you. Any fucking time, my man. Be safe. Go have yourself a beer before work. Have one for me. I don't drink no more, so have a couple for me. You got it. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Later. Be safe, man. <laughs> you do, do. <laughs> Later.